Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 60 of the podcast. In this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about Indians slugging first baseman Carlos Santana. And one of the reasons... I love baseball is because bad things can happen to star players and then they have to prove whether or not they can bounce back. And Carlos Santana had one of the roughest weeks a star player could have in the history of baseball as he was traded away twice in a week and he changed teams for the third time in two years. He was he. Carlos Santana left the Cleveland Indians and signed a three-year, $60 million contract with the Phillies, who had just got Gabe Kapler, and they were decidingly going to turn things around and go back to the glory days of Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, and they were going to spend money again. And Carlos Santana was a big sign that the Phillies were going to spend money. Well, he was a disappointment with the Phillies. He had 229 with 24 homers and 84 RBIs. He wasn't measuring up to his big time contract. So he was traded away to the Seattle Mariners. Not even six days later, he is traded away back to the Cleveland Indians, the team that he spent the first eight years of his career with. Now that was a good move, but I, like most people, thought this was probably the end of Carlos Santana. He had become a salary dump just because he made $20 million. Well, I think it's safe to say this year, he is living up to his $20 million pay. He is, so far this year, he is hitting 290 with 29 home runs. His career high is 34. He has 70 RBIs, 75 RBIs already. His career high, and that is 87. This year, he has a 413 on base percentage. His career is 368, and he's a career 250 hitter career batting average. Those are Carlos Santana's numbers. He is a notoriously really good power hitter. This year, he is hitting for average. He is getting on base. He is the MVP candidate of the Cleveland Indians. And thus far in his career with the Indians, he's been overshadowed by the likes of Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez. Even early on in his career, he was playing with Jason Kibnis, who looked to be the star of the Indians at one point. This is the year Carlos Santana is definitively, from beginning to this point, the best player on the Cleveland Indians, making his first All-Star game in 30 at 33 years of age. This is why baseball is a great sport. Carlos Santana is having his best year at 33 years old after being traded away twice in two weeks. This does not happen in other sports. Other star players... Do not decline like this and then rise back up because baseball is a sport where you go through the downs and you go through the ups. And Carlos Santana is on a major up. It doesn't mean that this is Carlos, the rest of Carlos Santana's career. It doesn't mean he's turned it all around. It doesn't mean next year he's going to be this good. But he's proven after being traded away twice in a week, he still has star capabilities. And that's something you don't see in other sports. Who's also had to change his position because at one point he was the best hitting catcher in the American League, while Buster Posey was the best hitting catcher in the National League. And unlike Buster Posey, Carlos Santana made that change of position, and now he's able to hit in his later years. Guess what? Buster Posey... Buster Posey probably should have made the same move because while he's still stuck playing catcher for the Giants, he's no longer their best hitter, and he's not making all-star games into his 30s. Carlos Santana is not as good a player as Buster Posey is, but guess what? 
it sure looks like Carlos Santana is going to have way more longevity play than Buster Posey. Carlos Santana already has more career home runs than Buster Posey. I'm not saying at the end of the day we're going to say Carlos Santana is a better baseball player than Buster Posey, but making that positional change is probably the thing that saved Carlos Santana the most from being a declining hitting catcher. Now, In the defense of Buster Posey, Carlos Santana was not a good defensive catcher. That is a fact for sure. And that's basically why the Cleveland Indians made the change. But the reason why Carlos Santana is able to hit into his later years is because he no longer plays the catching position. I just want to make that point. I'm not saying that Carlos Santana was the same type of catcher Buster Posey was, but he was a really good hitting catcher, and that was something the Cleveland Indians took advantage of, but they made the wise move and switched his position to first base, and it's the reason why he's still hitting bombs into the later part of his career, and Buster Posey is struggling to hit double-digit home runs in a 162-game season. I'm just saying, when I started watching baseball, this was the big catching rivalry that I paid attention to the most. Who was going to be the best hitting catcher of the era, Posey or Santana? Posey, of course, was the winning World Series player, but Carlos Santana is going to hit better into his later years because they should have made that move to position. Buster Posey should be an everyday first baseman. That is my point. Joe Maurer made that move way too late into his career. Carlos Santana is taking advantage of that move, and he is hitting for power. He is hitting for batting average. He is hitting for on-base percentage. He is the best player on the Cleveland Indians this year. Just this week, he had a walk-off grand slam. He already has 29 home runs with a career high of 34. He is going to smash his career high maybe before September. There's a chance for that. He is on, he could possibly have his first 40 home run season at the age of 33. And with one more year of his contract to go, if he keeps up this pace, he could get another nice payday. This is a big transition from a guy who was traded away twice in a week, and it looks like he is having a career resurgence. This is a year the Cleveland Indians needed it the most, and that's why I'm putting him in the front of my MVP candidacy. This is a year where Francisco Lindor was injured from the start of the year. Jose Ramirez had a terrible first half. Carlos Santana has been the one consistent performer on the Cleveland Indians from an offensive standpoint. Yes, they've had star pitching from Trevor Bauer at points, from Mike Clevenger at points, and they're going to get possibly get Corey Kluber back. But now that they have the three guys going all at once, Lindor, Ramirez, and Carlos Santana, they are a more scary team this postseason than they were last postseason. Because the fact of the matter is, Carlos Santana is, at this point, better than the guy they traded him for, Edwin Encarnacion. Yes, Edwin Encarnacion is possibly going to hit 500 career home runs, but I'd rather have Carlos Santana at this point. And that is a stunning statement to make, and that's why baseball is such a great sport. Carlos Santana can be at the back end of his career one week, and then you can think he's on a resurgence the next week. Bad things happen to star players. Carlos Santana was on the downside. Even with 24 home runs and 84 RBIs, it didn't look like his career was going the right way because the batting average was so low, because he was dumped by two teams in a span of a week. 
Things were not looking so great for Carlos Santana, but the fact that he's able to turn it around, join Terry Francona's squad, be back on the Cleveland Indians, maybe that's what he needed. He needed some home cooking because he was part of that amazing team that won 22 games in a row. Carlos Santana is one of the best hitters in Cleveland Indians franchise history. He's been underrated his entire career and for him to finally make an all-star game at 33 years old. I think it's one of the best stories in baseball that not enough people are quite talking about. And it's because the Cleveland Indians are not having their best season of yet. They still have a really good chance to win the AL Central, although the Minnesota Twins are coming up at them. But if the Cleveland Indians do win this division, the biggest reason why will probably be because Carlos Santana was hot while everyone else was kind of cold or injured. Again, Lindor, their best player, started the year on the injured list. Again, Jose Ramirez had a terrible first half. This is a guy who finished second in the MVP a few years ago. Carlos Santana is their MVP candidate. And that is a statement that nobody thought they would ever say in the 2019 season. That Carlos Santana, the guy who couldn't play catcher until he at least until he was 30. The guy who, again, traded twice in a week is an MVP candidate. No other sport has this kind of story. And it's why baseball is by far one of the best sports ever. That a guy can go through the lows of the lows and the highs of the highs. And it looks like Carlos Santana is on the highest of highs right now. I think that the other amazing thing about this is that Carlos Santana is doing this with the team he spent his first eight years with. And then again, he signed away with the Phillies and then they signed Edwin Encarnacion for them to be back together again. I think that's just an amazing thing that maybe Carlos Santana shouldn't have left the Cleveland Indians in the first point. Maybe that's where he was going to thrive. Again, he was being benched by the Phillies at the end of the year. That was a weird signing. And then the emergence of Reese Hoskins kind of made him expendable for the Philadelphia Phillies. So that marriage was never quite going to work out the way they all wanted it to. I mean, maybe the Phillies should have seen the fact that Reese Hoskins was not going to play the outfield very well. Should have been a warning sign that maybe we shouldn't sign Carlos Santana to be our everyday first baseman for the next three years. And again, this offseason, the Phillies say they're going to spend some stupid money and they and they trade for Gene Zagura. They sign Bryce Harper. And guess who becomes expendable again? Carlos Santana. He was never quite going to fit in well with this team. The fact of the matter is Carlos Santana chased $20 million a year. And who who can blame him in an offseason where no one was getting paid? But maybe he should have stayed with the Cleveland Indians because he's clearly at his best when he is a Cleveland Indian. Again, this is the team he's been on. He's been a consistent player there. Again, he's a 250 career hitter, but this year, the first time he's hitting over 290. This is one of the best stories in baseball. And again, you're seeing it throughout the league. Stories like this can happen. Guys who are in their 30s. This is why baseball is not the young sport they try to make it out to be. He's 33 years old and having his best season by far. This is a guy who played his first five seasons at the catching position and they basically came up at the same time, him and Buster Posey. I thought that was going to be a rivalry that quite that lasted longer than it did. I mean, he was the best inning catcher in the American League. That guy was the best inning catcher in the National League. But Carlos Santana has benefited from the fact that he changed positions and Buster Posey did not. And boy, is Carlos Santana taking advantage of the fact that he's not catching 
Because there's no way if he were catching that he'd have 29 home runs before September at the age of 33 years old and be a legitimate MVP candidate. And there are some surprise MVP candidates this year. DJ LeMahieu, Michael Brantley comes to mind. Yes, Mike Trout, again, is having his best season. He's 41 home runs. He's probably going to win the MVP. But it's amazing to see some surprise candidates in the American League because some of the other guys are having some down years. Like Mookie Betts isn't having the year that everyone thought we expect. So it's opening the doors for the Carlos Santana's or the DJ LeMahieu's. And again, Mike Trout might end up winning it after all again. And what's the point of it all? But it's amazing to see that Carlos Santana is having the kind of year that he he is a legitimate MVP. And again, in his years earlier in Cleveland, he was being outshined by the Jason Kibnesses of the world. And then Francisco Lindor shines and Jose Ramirez shines. Carlos Santana has never been the best player on the Cleveland Indians until this year, where you can definitively say Carlos Santana has been the best player on the Cleveland Indians in 2019. And that is not a statement anyone ever thought they would be saying in 2019. And a team that has Mike Clevenger, Corey Kluber, Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez, and even Brad Hand, that the best player on the Cleveland Indians is Carlos Santana. And that's the magic of baseball, as that nobody expected this guy to have the season that he's having, and that's exactly what he's doing. He is showing out 29 home runs before September, and he could possibly have a 40 home run season at 33 years old. And boy, are the Cleveland Indians lucky that he is signed for next season, because they could not afford him on the on the free agency market, and I don't know, would he leave them again? Who knows? But he made that mistake once, so he might as well do it again. But they're going to have each other at least for next season, and it looks like this could be the Carlos Santana we get now. And again, he just needs to be in Cleveland. The Philadelphia Phillies thing was never going to work. The fact that they had Reese Hoskins taking up an outfield spot, and he wasn't quite a good enough outfielder to be an everyday outfielder. And then, again, the owner says they're going to spend some stupid money. Bryce Harper, Gene Segura comes in. There was no place for Carlos Santana, so he's traded away to Seattle. And then six days later, traded back to the Cleveland Indians. It's funny that his worst week being traded away twice in a week is actually ended up being his best week ever in baseball because the fact of the matter is if Carlos Santana does not end up on the Cleveland Indians and he stays with the Seattle Mariners he might have put up the numbers but he would not be in a postseason hunt and he would not be an MVP candidate maybe Carlos Santana would have turned it around in Seattle but my guess is he needed the Cleveland Indians he needed Terry Francona he needed to be on that team to have the success he's having this season and thus far he is arriving in it. I don't know how this will end, but right now you cannot argue with the fact that with 29 home runs before September, Carlos Santana is a legitimate MVP candidate. It's one of the best stories we've got going so far this baseball season. A guy five years into his career has to switch positions. At one point, they were trying to play him at third base, and that wasn't working yet. He's actually become a legitimate, really good defensive first baseman also. He is the veteran on the Cleveland Indians, and again, without Lindor, Jason Kimnis up and down this year, Jose Ramirez up and down this year, 
A lot of the guys on their roster, you don't even know who they were. They just got from Neil Reyes and Yasiel Puig, but for the majority of the season, the Cleveland Indians had the worst offense in baseball, and the guy carrying them throughout this season has been Carlos Santana. And if the Indians didn't have Carlos Santana, they would not even be in the divisional hunt like they were last year. It was quite a move for the Indians to get Santana back, because I don't think if they had kept Edwin and Carlos Leone, he would have been putting up these kind of numbers. This is a win-win for both sides. It's just interesting that Carlos Santana went from being the winner of the offseason one year to the loser of the offseason the next year. Again, he was one of the only people to get paid that offseason, getting three years, $60 million, where nobody else like Mike Moustakas was getting any love from teams at all. And right away, the Philadelphia Phillies spent $60 million on Carlos Santana, an aging slugger. And then the next offseason, he's traded away twice in a week. That's got to be a rough offseason. Again, he's, he's from the highs of the highs of getting paid to the lows of the lows to being traded away twice in the week to the highs of being an MVP candidate this year. Again, this is a guy who's had the ups and downs of a major league baseball career. That's terrific. It kind of reminds me of Nick Swisher, one of my favorite baseball players ever. He, again, the highs of the highs of playing great with Oakland, the lows of the lows of being bad with the Chicago White Sox, to the highs of winning a World Series and being one of the best players on the New York Yankees. Those are the kind of careers that I love. Baseball is a great sport, and consistent guys like Mike Trout are amazing to watch. But the most exciting players to watch are the guys like Carlos Santana, who you see them at their best, you see them at their worst, you see the arc of their career, and it's the most interesting ones to talk about because there's a, there's a point of the story where Carlos Santana continues to catch baseball games, and he's not having a lot of success. The fact that he's able to switch positions, the fact that he's able to still slug 29 home runs at age 33. Those are just so great. Again, it's one of the most interesting careers baseball has given us in this decade. It's been a fascinating career. Again, one offseason, three years, $60 million. The next offseason, go away. Both teams, once, twice in a week. Those kind of things don't happen to star players on other sports. And for a guy to bounce back like that, this is why baseball to me is one of the best sports ever because you see guys bounce back from things that they go through the struggles of like what you expect sports to be like it doesn't always look easy for baseball players and the fact that Carlos Santana again is having the career here the renaissance if you will this doesn't happen in basketball guys are consistently brilliant in basketball this doesn't happen in football Tom Brady doesn't have a down year and then wins eight a Super Bowl I mean this just doesn't happen in other sports Carlos Santana hit 224 last year he He's hitting 288 this year. Those kind of things don't happen. These bounce backs, they don't give you comeback player of the years for being bad. But if they did, Carlos Santana would be the clear candidate for me. Again, you've seen things like this from Adam Dunn. He's bad one year, he's great the next year. This type of thing is the thing that fascinates me most about baseball players. That again, Carlos Santana can go from a three-year $60 million candidate to being traded away for a salary dump to being the best player on the Cleveland Indians in 2019. 
It is one of the best stories of the baseball season, and we should all enjoy it. Maybe it's a lesson that Carlos Santana should not have left the Cleveland Indians. Maybe it's a lesson that the Cleveland Indians shouldn't have replaced Carlos Santana with Edwin Encarnacion. Either way, both of them are back together again, and they are going to make that push to the postseason. And I have a, I have a feeling that if the Cleveland Indians make it, to the ALCS and further, Carlos Santana is going to be a big reason why. Again, with Lindor injured part of the season, with Jose Ramirez on and off being good, with Jason Kipnis not being the guy, Carlos Santana has had the best season of on the Cleveland Indians. It is one of the best stories in baseball this year. And more people should pay attention to it. He is an MVP candidate. I don't think he's going to win it. Probably Mike Trout. But look out for Carlos Santana. Because that guy is the most interesting baseball player to me this season. For a guy who's already hit career 227 home runs to have his best season at 33 years old is what makes baseball so special. And Carlos Santana is clearly having his best season ever. For listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast, I'm your host, Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And also, check out the Chatter Podcast Network, home of the Head to Head Podcast, and also Pop Culture Spotlight, my movie podcast where I talk about actors and movies and TV shows that I like. Tune into this. Please Rate and review and subscribe, Pop Culture Spotlight, and thanks again for listening.